Welcome to the Create You 86 podcast, a podcast where I talk about the best of the planning and organization lifestyle. Each week, I'll explore a topic within the planning community and give tips, tricks, and commentary about the topic. I'm your host, Emily, the owner of createu86.com and the Create You 86 YouTube channel. If it's your first time listening to the Create You 86 podcast here on Anchor, I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. If you love the show, don't forget to hit that star at the bottom of your screen to favorite the channel. This will let you know when I release a new episode each week. You there? Um, Yep. Okay. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? I can. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So, hi, everyone. Hi, Kat. Welcome to the Create You podcast. So, Kat has been creating, as long as she can remember, painting shells and selling them on the boardwalk of Fire Island at age seven. She understood early in life that people enjoyed purchasing handmade items, and a spark was lit within her. Later on, Kat discovered how therapeutic the act of creating could be and set out to help others discover their own hidden creativity. Kat has worked with a great number of mediums but is primarily focused on leather, paper, alcohol, ink, and resin over the last few years. She thrives in teaching classes and believes that everyone has a creative side they just sometimes need a little lift to help them on their way. In 2015 Kat opened a planner shop and and now her traveler's notebooks are used throughout the world. Please welcome Kat Sheft, the owner of Boho Cottage to the Create 86 podcast. Welcome, Kat. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Um, just with a with a friend. Okay. Yeah. So this will be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about things that I'm passionate about. Great, that's awesome. I'm sure everybody's very excited to hear too. Um, I know I am. Thank you. So let's start with the basics. Uh, when did you start planning? Um, I started planning as a child, to be honest with you. I, I actually recently came across one of my, I had a little ring planner when I was about 10. Um, and so I started then, but more serious as an adult was about six years ago. Um, I was doing some project life with my best friend and she was like, facts. <laughs> And um, I was like, you mean the planner? And she said, yeah, people like decorate them and do all these things. So that's when the bug bit us. <laughs> and um, it's been, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, quite the journey, huh? Mm-hmm. So why is, why is planning important to you? So I think there's kind of twofold for me. Um, one is that when I write things down, I feel more organized probably than I actually am in Mm -hmm. life. Um, And also if I ever forget my planner, I can visually kind of picture the page where I wrote it down. And that didn't work as well for me with a digital, you know, putting things on my calendar and the phone. And then also I'm kind of, I'm a dreamer. Um, I really like to kind of think of the big picture things and how I'm going to get to those goals So I think that planning really helps me organize those ideas too. Great. Um, So what did planning look like for you when you first found the planning community, when your friend was like, have you ever heard of file faxes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, when I I first got a file fax, um, an Ochre Malden, and it felt okay for me, but for some reason the rings just didn't sit right. 
And then I found Midori. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Traveler's Notebook Forum at that time had, you know, a few hundred people in it. So this is about six years right. ago. Um, there would be days when nobody would post. And I just found Traveler's Notebooks and fell in love. Um, so I really loved the idea that I could do multiple things with planning and then being creative and artistic in the same space. Awesome. So do you believe in planner peace? Mm, the ultimate question, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I do. Um, I just think that I define it maybe a little bit differently than a lot of the planner community. Okay. Um, I think that when I'm in something and it feels good for me, um, I'm in a content place. It doesn't get rid of my desire for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as I can be kind of in that space and be like, you know what, I really love my planner right now. Um, that for me is planner piece. Right. There's always a desire yeah. for more, honestly. <laughs> yes. It's real bad. Well, new, the new shiny things. The good thing for me though, is that if I'm, I want to play with a different size or a different color or something, um, I'm lucky enough that I now have that business where I can kind of right. make my own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so do you believe you had planner peace before you found the planner community? Like when you just had, when your girlfriend just told you, Hey, have you ever heard of file facts before you knew you wanted to buy all the things? Did you think you had planner yeah. peace? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it, I was actually talking about this recently, how, you know, Target and all the shops had all the pretty planners out. Mm-hmm. And I kind of said, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just not know about all these <laughs> things yeah. just go into target and be like this one's pretty this one will work yeah, um, essentially yeah so I think I, I just always used to use one planner so you know I didn't think anything of it I didn't think to really decorate it um so I guess I was in planner piece <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you have switched sizes since you started planning what's your go-to size when you need to get back to basics Yeah. So I was always in a standard wide. That was my, because I like a lot of space. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely tried out, you know, pocket because it's adorable. Personal because it was closest to like a Filofax Mm -hmm. personal that I was using. Um, But my go-to is B6. Um, So when I was introduced to B6, I realized that it's pretty much the same Cause it's the same width as a standard wide. Right. It's just a little bit shorter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's more portable. You still have the, you know, wider page to write on or create. And I just love it. Yeah. yeah I love B6 as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting cause it wasn't around for a long time. It wasn't yeah. something that was even mentioned. And then all of a sudden I feel like right now it's the most popular size. Yeah, I'm a personal file effects girl, like through and through rings till I die. Um, but I do love B6 uh, TNs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's just a nice amount of space that doesn't feel overwhelming. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah. what kind of planners do you use? Do you only use your planners or have you purchased from other people? Um, so I use a traveler's notebook um, for, I would say I use it standard wide for an art journal or creating. Um, I do have a Hobonichi. Okay. Uh, Hobonichi weeks and then I have an old Hobonichi that I use for um, 
I don't use the like dates on it. I just watercolor on it and then I'll take notes from a podcast or an online class, what I'm learning. Right. And then I do use one bound planner and it's the start planner. I've never heard of it. Oh boy. It's one of those, it's really it's cute. It's pretty, but inside the pages are already, you know, it's pre-printed and it has kind of everything on it, um, on one page. And it, it's something for me with, uh, my business. I like to not worry about printing out inserts or doing anything like that. So that's what I use for my business. Awesome. You learn something new every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely, it's one of those ones though, that, you know, it is a little bit expensive. Um, and then it is only for one year. So I don't, I usually don't like planners like that mm-hmm. um, because I want to be able to use it again right, exactly. next year. Yeah. But I, for this, I just really love the layout. So okay, I will yeah. definitely look into that just because I'm curious, <laughs> not necessarily that I'll buy it, but yeah. So what is one thing in the planner community that you do not understand the hype about? Hmm. So I don't get the stickers. <laughs> which is, you know, it's kind of sacrilegious to say, but um, I kind of don't understand when somebody says in an Erin Condren or Happy Planner, and then the whole, um, the whole page is full of like the block stickers. Like no white space planning. Right. And I think (laughs) it looks beautiful. It just, for me, I'm like, oh, I can't. I know. I can't. I can't even imagine. I wouldn't be able to to focus or like figure out where I plan things. I I don't like that either. I don't understand it either. I mean, some stickers, like cute ones. um, Here and there. I definitely put in the corners and here and there. Right. Okay. So what do you love about the YouTube platform for your work and the planning community? So I absolutely love when you can watch somebody's process Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that gives you know YouTube um sorry IG is Instagram is getting a little bit better about that Mm -hmm. and they offer longer videos and IGTV but there's still something about YouTube that you know when you can feel like you're sitting with somebody um, it just it really opens it up and you get kind of a feeling for that person Mm -hmm. as well Right. So maybe I, I just love maybe it. when Instagram lets you turn your phone. <laughs> turn yeah. Your phone <laughs> horizontal instead of vertical. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a completely and I think it's awesome because people can find you or you can find people that you might not have come across in any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I found I think some people find me through YouTube um, because in the very beginning. So I guess it was maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, I posted a video doing a comparison of a couple of traveler's notebooks that were similar because at that time there were maybe five major traveler's notebook creators. Um, And so it's, it's interesting to see how it's grown so much. It is interesting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay. Now let's get into what this episode is actually about. (laughs) those are just the basics like what people probably want to know so this episode is going to be season two episode five consumerism in the planner community it's a kind of a heavy topic but Mm -hmm. it's one that needs to be discussed I think yeah so I asked you to make a list of a few things that you wanted to discuss and I did the same so why don't you start 
Um, so I find it really interesting, the kind of KonMari and minimalist movement, um, where people are trying to declutter their homes and all these things. But when it comes to planning and creating community, we're kind of like, just stay out of that space. Right. Um, We want all the things and we don't want to feel deprived in any way. (laughs) Right. Um, to be honest, I con I had that book. I think I got it for Christmas or something like two years ago, and I con that book right out of my house. <laughs> I, I got like three pages into it, and I was like, "Nah, not not, not for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, a a collector, I guess. Um, I have like over forty planners and travelers notebooks, so I'm like, at this point, it's a collection. I don't really need con Like, I can do that for like my clothes. Right, I go through my clothes every year, like twice a year, and I donate and whatever. But it's Mm -hmm. not going to work in the planning community for me, at least. Yeah, (laughs) it's. I'm I'm the same way. I'm totally willing to declutter my house and you know everything in my kitchen, my clothes, my shoes. But when I get to my craft room, I'm like, but it's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I have to keep it exactly. yeah, oh, so that's. But to be honest, last year I did destash like sticky notes and stuff. Like I have a mm. whole Tupperware full of sticky notes, and I destashed a ton of stuff. Did you have any um, dollar spots? So the dollar All spots, stationary stuff. I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> a whole Tupperware full oh. of them. That's mostly what it was that I got rid of. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting for a little while that it became like really big mm-hmm. it was huge like, was rushing and trying to get these tiny things and um people were paying like hundreds of dollars for certain <laughs> items it was crazy to see like you know this only costs a dollar yeah, right exactly. <laughs> um, yeah okay um so my first topic is people feeling entitled and coming at companies demanding not only content but for companies to make certain items. Yeah. And are you talking about like kind of the small business people, like sticker yeah, shops? It could be sticker shops. shops. It could be Mambi and like how people react on like lives when people are presenting new products, something like stuff like that. It's right. Pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I've seen a lot of, it's interesting because people feel like since they're talking to the owner of the shop that they should do whatever they want. But on another level, it's like, I'm just because I'm a smaller shop doesn't mean, you know, I can do whatever for you different than, you know, if you go to target or wherever. Right. Um, and like, I guess a lot of these yeah. shops, they have like things predated for what they want to do like they have a plan for their year and they're not going to just switch it up because you said so or because you're begging them or asking them right and it might not be in the cards for them at that time you know because whatever whether it involves time or money they might not have the resources to do that at this time for you or I know with some shops um, like some digital printable insert shops they don't make all the sizes because some of them just aren't lucrative enough for them to put right. their time and energy into. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it is, we do uh, come across quite a few people who feel like they should get whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But overall I will say that 
in my experience, people, um, it's a friendly community. And I think a lot of friendships have been built over it. And I know this is different than a shop type thing, but, you know, I get to know some people um, even through being repeat customers. Right. Exactly. Because people leave notes and like their orders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what's your number two? Um, my number two is figuring out. So for me as a shop owner, um, I am not my ideal customer. Okay. And that's been really kind of a difficult thing for me because so for instance, before I started making traveler's notebooks or selling traveler's notebooks, I had one. Um, I was not interested in collecting different colors. Um, I'm kind of a, everybody does one book July, but I didn't understand how people used all these other planners. Mm -hmm. And I'm often curious if, you know, the sticker shop people um, are their ideal clients, you know, are they putting stickers all over their planners? And I don't know, it's just a curious thing to kind of think about. Yeah, if they're not just creating stickers for the masses, if they're actually doing it for themselves too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just an interesting um, perspective. And I think personally that most of us don't, <laughs> don't use it the same way as our customers do. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because most businesses, like when you're setting a business up, they want you to look at yourself as your ideal client. So that's kind of an interesting right. thing. Yeah. Like you're going to create what you actually want. Um, and even looking you know, the planner says, I'm going to just use Christy Tomlinson for, because most people know her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she makes such beautiful items, but I, I often wonder like, how much do you real do you use for show, you know, like a, for display for an ad type thing? Right. Like, do you have a, a separate notebook or whatever that you're putting yes. all your products and just to show people, do you actually use it though? Right. Right. Because when I'm showing different sizes of planners, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a pocket, but it's still adorable. Right. Um, <laughs> you have to sell those planners, so makes a little sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my number two is people going to um, store fan Facebook groups. And I'm going to use Foxy Fix, for example. So they have an official Foxy Fix fan group. And right. complaining about customer service when the site is not meant for that. And then people get upset when other people don't agree with them. Yeah, that's, and that, I think too comes part of that entitlement type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something that it's hard because at the end of the day, all shop owners really want to do everything they can for their customers. Right. Um, and to put something out publicly, like people speaking out of, about Nike, you mm-hmm. know, are the latest it's not the same you know and just to be because people feel that this is like this is personal you know this is even though it might not be the business isn't personal but it feels very personal so yeah I I agree with that and people get really upset if it gets taken down right and it's like well this is their site right they get to do you know whatever they want yeah and I can't even tell you how many times I've been like in the comments and been like 
why are you putting this on Facebook? Like this should be going to customer service. And if it has already gone to customer service, it being on Facebook isn't going to do anything for you. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make them want to help you anymore. Right. And now (laughs) the fact that you're like slandering them on Facebook isn't any better. (laughs) Basically. Uh Yeah. All right. What's your number three? Um, the amount of money <laughs> that people spend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, when I remember there was a kind of a thread about how much people spend every month and I couldn't believe it, you know, just on stickers and new planners and things. And, um, I guess because I'm, I'm pretty frugal and I don't have a collection necessarily. Right. Um, it was kind of staggering. And then I remember doing the math because somebody was saying that they spent um, like $200 a month or something on one planner for their stickers and different things like that. And I did the math by the end of the year, what that planner was worth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, you could have like bought a used car. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm guilty. I've spent the Foxy Fix. Like my first Foxy Fix was 135 bucks. And then like you earn, mm-hmm. the re- I think a lot of people do it because you can earn the rewards and then you get the coupons, which is totally bringing you back to spending like $105 every time. Right. But right. Yeah, I'm totally good. Yeah, which is like a shop, you know, a shop tool as well to have people come back. Right. Um, yeah, I. So for me, when I first, when I looked at the Filofax prices, I was like, "Oh my goodness, who's paying eighty dollars for a planner?" Right. <laughs> you know, like mind-boggling to me. Um, and now to see, you know, they get in the one fifty range sometimes, and. Yeah. Um, then you have like I the never under Gilios and stuff like that that are yeah. like three hundred. Oh yeah, right. That was something I just could never touch. I, um, yeah. so I, would, I wouldn't want to use it. I would be too scared to destroy it. Right. But yeah, so it's it's interesting to, and then I came at it from the other side. So I actually used to work with Foxy Fix. Um, so my kind of shop story is I made some inserts. Um, for my traveler's notebook and I posted it on Instagram and just said, here's what I created. I'm really happy with it. And people said, I want to buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was about four years ago. And then what I actually worked with Foxy Fix where I um, got some of their covers, their traveler's notebooks. Mm -hmm. We worked together and I made kind of a kit for people so they would receive an entire planner already made for them oh wow um, yeah so it's kind of interesting to see the progression of how much um people spend mm-hmm. and are willing to spend and um the how things change because it was always just a plain cover mm-hmm. you know with four elastics inside nothing crazy right. and now we have pockets and all sorts of other things. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then I decided obviously to um, go off on my own and work with leather. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So my number three is people buying mass amounts of stickers sticker <laughs> book, and yes. reselling them for their own gain. And the perfect example is the oh. mommy sticker release two weeks ago where they were eight, there was an $8 sale 
and it was the farmhouse, the journaling, the free spirit, and the doodle stickers. Okay. And, like, I get it. Like, it's a free country. Buy as many stickers as you want, but it borders on ridiculous and even crazy. And, like, it also happened with, like, the mild liner highlighters as well. Like, I just don't get it. What are you going to do with all of those stickers, and what if you don't sell all of them? So people were buying them in the hopes of reselling them for more money. Yeah, they do it all the time. Okay. Um, mm. And this one girl, I was on a Facebook group, and she bought eleven thousand stickers. That that's only she, so she bought each one. She bought the farmhouse, journaling, free spirit, and doodles, and she bought two of each one. And I was like, "What are you going to do with eleven thousand stickers?" And she had no answer for me. Like she yeah. was like, "I'll figure out a way to use them." I'm like, "That's craziness." Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, And I think that we need to be careful because, you know, people do come to me and say, um, I want to buy this, but I'm not getting paid till next Friday. Mm -hmm. Hold it for me. And that sort of thing, of course, it's none of my business how they spend their money. Mm -hmm. But I always get nervous about something like that because it's like, you know, I get nervous for them. Because if there's, they want these things so much and then they don't have enough money for it, then, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how much their, of their livelihood they're spending on these types of things and what kind of, you know, it's almost like a little bit of an addiction. It, is, it um, totally is. You know, that I, I have a little bit of that bug for sure. Mm-hmm. I want all the pretty things. But I get nervous when people, you know, spend so much that they might not actually have right um, so i wonder if that girl with eleven thousand stickers <laughs> like, but it was so it was like they were eight dollars a piece so it was two four six eight sticker packs so it wasn't that much money but it's just like what are you gonna do with eleven thousand stickers right it's like, it's like no hoarding reason. it's serious <laughs> yeah. hoarding like and it's it gets worse than that like i've seen people with 20 books that they bought and wow. they all have two to three thousand stickers in them I'm like this is insane there's no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and are you really going to make a gain on that sticker book that you're selling for 30 bucks instead of 20? Like, come on. You're not making back your money. Right. <laughs> you're not making yeah. back your money. I totally understand that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. What's your number four? Um, <clears throat> so my number four actually goes off of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's subscriptions. Okay. So it's really interesting to see, first of all, subscriptions are like popping up. Everybody's doing boxes and things. Yeah. And so a lot of people are subscribed to multiple, but even if they're subscribed to one, it's almost like they don't want to use the things that are so pretty, even though they know one's coming next month. Right. So you're going to have more stuff. Right. And the other thing is, like, I, of course, you know, have thought about what if I did some sort of subscription or something like that. But the, I kind of don't like not knowing what I'm going to get before I pay for it. Right. Um, and so it's interesting to me how many people, like, put their trust in, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they put their trust in the, in the owner of the shop to be like, tell me what's pretty. Yeah. You know, exactly. tell me what's together. Um, tell me that the product's gonna be good right 
right it's and it's gonna, gonna be a crap washi tape or you know? <laughs> I, know. I know and a lot of things too have changed with subscriptions I know um it used to be that people worked with small shop owners mm-hmm. and would get products from them I mean some of the big subscriptions used to do that and now unfortunately I, I mean I loved when they did that and now it's more like okay I ordered this from somewhere overseas you know and it's not from a shop owner, independent shop owner or anything. So that's a little tricky too. Right. So I was subscribed to Planner Girl Provisions for over a year. And she's great. She's based in California. And she does add like sticky notes and stuff that are from like, they might be from like Daiso or something, but they're super cute. They're always on theme. Um, But then she also does have included in her box and it's only a $20 box. Um, She'll have like either one or two exclusive um, sticker kits from Etsy shops exclusively. So it's not, they're, they're not coming from like, she obviously has like other stickers from like, there's Hobby Lobby stickers and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or Michael stickers, whatever. But there's always a kit from an Etsy shop. Yeah, I really, I love when businesses are able to come together yeah. like that. Like I just... You know, we talk about community over competition, but it is hard to see sometimes um, that that actually happens because we do all want to be successful um, in our own way. And yeah, but so I was subscribed um, to the Planner Society for a little while. And I was like, I'm not even using these things. (laughs) I I couldn't pull the trigger. It was just too much money for me for paper and stickers. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really pretty, but I don't know. It's yeah. just not, not for me. And I also found it's interesting. People are kind of pulling back a little bit on subscriptions. So I've noticed that some companies that have offered it for a little while, they're actually not going to be offering it going forward. And even the planner society is doing like a bi-monthly one now. Yeah. Um, She's not coming out with it every month. And I'm wondering why that is. If there is a lot of options, so not as many people are subscribing. Or, yeah, I, I feel like Chris is also like hard to subscribe to. Like you have to do it on a certain day and it might sell out before you get to it. And like, I'd rather just like sign up for one and know that I'm going to get one every month. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no hype behind it. Like it's just going to happen. Right. I'm going to get it in the mail regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So my fourth is... <laughs> The drama. Oh, the drama. Consumerism (laughs) causes tons of drama because of paper, sometimes leather, and the drama is real. And there are entire planning communities on Facebook who try to use certain information to bring not only shops down, but people down with negativity, lies, and nastiness over paper and stickers. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess since... I've been around a little while. I've seen some really ugly things happen. And it's hard because, you know, there are groups on Facebook and you're reading these things and, you know, heaven forbid you come to the defense of the person because then you're going to get attacked too. Exactly. Which is really, really hard because I know that there's a lot of amazing people that would speak up, but they don't want to be you know, taken down too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been interesting, like, uh, and it goes at shop owners, 
Yeah, a totally. Lot of a lot of uh, times. Yeah. And, you know, it, it. that's how they live. A lot of these people, that's their job. Both the husband and the wife work for this business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you destroy them, um, you're kind of destroying their life. So, yeah, it's it's hard. And I guess this does come back to the entitlement thing, too. Yeah. I mean, there's not many communities where people will try to bring you down over some paper and stickers, if that makes sense. Like, if you're not seeing people, like, literally trying to bring down restaurants and, like, right. <laughs> right. it just blows my mind over some paper and stickers. Yeah. And it's, like, sometimes, you know, I can see maybe a, a particular shop owner isn't handling something in a proper way. Right. But it still goes really far. And I've actually seen where people um, have done things in real life, if that makes sense. So there's been people that have called. They fi- they found out where somebody works full time and called their boss. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Like things like that are just really... It's crazy. Like, just back away from the computer. Go be pissed off somewhere else. Exactly. You know, like, why? Why are you, you know, it's kind of like, again, paper, stickers, leather, planner, like, yeah. you know, why, why choose to spend your energy in such an awful, ugly way, I guess. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's hard it is and it's, it's a rough topic but it, need, it needed to be talked about yeah it's it's really ugly <laughs> well yeah because I actually I'm not going to mention the group but because of a certain group which I'm sure everybody probably knows about in the planning community I actually mm-hmm. had to lock down my Facebook or my Facebook profile because people will come for you oh yeah they will come and they will post on your page and they will screenshot your stuff and they will do all kinds of crazy things yeah so, yeah, and it's hard, you know, because some people I'm pretty sure I know what group you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But some people go in not realizing that and then they just voice a comment and get torn to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a picture of you doing something in your real life that we also think is awful. Right. Um, and it gets posted and people comment and then they take it further and they right. may go and do something on the phone or in person. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is insane it's- to me. I know. It's scary. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, yeah, so you got to be careful and, mm-hmm. which is weird to even it say. Like, weird. you got to be careful in the planner group. <laughs> so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your number five? Um, so, number five was the last one I have, and it was the um, about buy sell trades. Okay. So, I've often been really. I love how buy sell trade actually still exists, even though so do the original purchases, if that makes sense. So like they can coexist. Um, so even, you know, we can use Foxy fix, for example, people, there's a whole buy sell trade group for Foxy fix, but they're also still selling, you know, new ones like crazy. And I, I kind of love that that goes hand in hand and people can maybe get things a little bit less expensive if they couldn't afford something they really wanted or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a part of the buy sell trade groups, but I don't participate just because I've seen way too many things go down where people don't deliver. Mm. And so 
like I was in a really tiny Facebook group and then they were like oh let's do like a Christmas card swap and I was like nope I don't trust anybody nobody's gonna deliver so it's not happening (laughs) yeah (laughs) not participating but super cute I'll comment on yours and tell you how adorable yours is yeah it's just too much like I've seen too many people get wronged and it's not worth the money I don't think yeah it's it's interesting how people because there are a handful of a handful of people um, that do this repeatedly. I'm actually in a planner admin group, and we often talk about, you know, this person, one particular person who's scamming people in multiple groups. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they came back with another name um, yeah. to go and scam people again, which is just again like, why? <laughs> you know? yeah, they need the money over like, planners. I know, like get a job. it's really crazy to me and I just I don't get it I guess I it just doesn't feel like something that would even be a reality to me Um, yeah I don't think it's reality to most people I think it's just insane to most people that you need to scam somebody over a planner right because inherently we believe that someone is as trustworthy as we are right or we to believe that you know I'm I wouldn't do something like that so why would they um so that's that's a little hard um but yeah it's the buy sell trade stuff is interesting to me too particularly with my items um because so often I will have a customer or client reach out to me and be like hey just as a heads up you know I'm I'm selling this it's not because I don't love it it's because I'm moving different sizes and it's really kind of sweet that they're like it's not personal I promise right um, you know because I could see how I I actually don't um get my feelings hurt or whatever you want to say there because I know they're that somebody else hopefully will get it that will love it I don't I've never want somebody to just have something on their shelf that they don't love anymore just because they bought it um right oh yeah yeah like I've bought pocket planners and like I don't use them but I think they're cute but I would <laughs> I just wouldn't sell them in the buy sell trade I don't know I keep them yeah. I put them on a shelf somewhere and uh they're <laughs> there. it's like they meet somebody that I'm friends with that's like oh like in person or in like a local planner group I'm more than happy to bring them that planner and sell them it in person but I'm not going to do it over the internet yeah <clears throat> unless it was like I don't know eBay or something where you have to pay ahead of time and you know you're getting your money or like Craigslist or something I don't know Yes, that's for sure. Like I, I will never send something to somebody before they pay me. That's just yeah, um, and that's the mistake that's made all the time in those buy sell trade groups. <laughs> like, why do you? Yeah, I mean, that's just how that's how money works in this country, at least. You know, you pay for something and then you get it. It's not the other way around. Yes, and then people act, act surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so my number five is the hype around new products. Mm. Um, you see this a lot in Foxy Fix, where people complain about the amount of product after they sell out really fast, like they'll literally sell out in minutes mm-hmm. um, during a release, or they badger the company about a certain weather coming back. And mm. I think it borders on bullying, and I'm sure pure annoyance to the company. Even though, like, it's their job to answer like inquiries and stuff, like through Instagram comments and Facebook comments and whatever, but it's just, it's brutal. Yeah. And 
I can very often see that from the shop owner's perspective. So, you know, often you can only get a certain amount of leather, you know, one kind of leather at a time, you know, it's not, so they don't want to, and especially when it is colored, different batches have different, um, color variances. Right. So because of the dye lot, it's just a little bit different. So if they, you know, bought a certain amount, they may not be able to offer the same color again, because if the next shipment comes and it's different, people then don't feel like they're getting what they paid for. Right. Um, so it is, I've, I've experienced it a couple times because I buy my leather first and I want to make sure that I have, you know, if there's a hide, you can only get a certain number of covers from that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I never want to sell more than I can actually produce because that's even worse than, you know, selling out. So do you get people badgering you for like the leather coming back? Yes. Ugh. So um, there are a couple others in particular that people really love. Um, a couple years ago, I had a red leather that was very, it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sought after. Mm, I don't know. I So people are constantly like, when are you going to bring this back? When are you going to bring this back? And I had said at the time it was a special, you know, it was a very limited stock, but right. people don't they just see the leather and assume that I still have it. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes for, you know, it's, it's interesting because these, the bigger companies used to be tiny. So like um, Sheik Sparrow used to be her and one other, one other woman that did the planners right. um, and Foxy Fix husband and wife. So it's like, we don't have these massive scales, mm-hmm. you know, or working out of our home until, you're big enough to move somewhere else. So yeah. Um, right. And not being a ton of leather. <laughs> yeah. Or people will complain about like the grain of leather. Like, and you see yes. it a lot with the Foxy Fix spices. I love mm-hmm. the spice leather. I think it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, and it says on the, on the website that it's a smooth leather, which it totally is. It's a smooth leather and people will be like, Oh, but mine has like wrinkles in it and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. like it drives me bananas. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard to, and that's hard to explain to people. Yeah, because you know, it's it's. Um, I'm trying to think the best way to put it. Like, this is an animal. It was yeah. an animal. It's lived a life, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she had scars, or you know, there were um, uh, wrinkles in the armpit area. You know, it's like right. this is a real. It was a living thing. And it's a natural product. So it has variations. And sometimes people are just, I used to do with one of them. I used to say, do you prefer more pebbly or more smooth? And I would try to get what the customer preferred, but it just, that's when I was doing a lot less. (laughs) And like, you can feel like you feel the spice and it's smooth, but yeah, it's going to have wrinkles. It has a very minimal, tiny, tiny, tiny wrinkles in it. And it's not something that's significantly going to hurt your, your binder or your traveler's notebook or whatever you've ordered. It's just what make, what you see on the leather, if that makes sense. Yeah. And another thing that is really hard to describe to people is kind of the, um, 
the pliability. So it's mm-hmm. called handedness if it's a, um, so how pliable it is because so many times thickness has nothing to do with how pliable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's interesting too, because people are like, oh, I thought it would be softer. And some people think that means smoother, softer yeah. versus pliability. So it's tricky. It is um, for sure. Really upset when it's not what they expected it to be, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't." You know, you couldn't feel it through the computer. <laughs> right, exactly. So, okay, yeah. so you make beautiful tans, and I've seen that you've started oh, posting you. photos of ones with like fabric cutouts in the front of them. Mm, yes, um, which I think is really different than anything I've seen, or probably most people have seen in TNYs. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so um, I, I've always been kind of creative in different ways and trying to pair two things that I love together. Um, and I just had this idea um, to put a cutout. So instead of it being a solid front cover, you could have a cutout and maybe you could stick something, you know, a quote in there or a picture or something like that. And when I actually tried to do that, I didn't like it. It didn't feel right. Um, so I tried to, I decided to put a, a graphic fabric and I just loved how it came out. It made the, it made it feel very unique and kind of one of a kind. Um, because so often, you know, as much as we want our planner to look like other people's, I think it's really important to have that individuality um, and have things be your own. So yeah, I just played around with it and I, I loved how it came out and the response has been kind of like yours. Like it's really, yeah, it's, it's beautiful cool. and unique and just different. And it's Thank definitely you. a specific style, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And it also, um, it gives it an off, a uh, kind of softer feel in a way. Yes. It's not it's as, it's not hard. It's not like just that dark leather that you're looking at. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And I actually, um, I actually took some old traveler's notebooks that I wasn't using mm-hmm. and did that to it. And I think that that's a really kind of cool way if you're not going to be selling them or, you know, you're not using them um, to go ahead and make it totally new, like a upcycle in a way. Yeah, definitely. They really are beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, so I I have a class that teaches that, um, that teaches that method, and it just takes you through everything, um, from how to buy leather. You know, what do you, what do you want to look for? To all the steps to making a whole traveler's notebook like that. Yeah, definitely. So our very last question is to tell us what you have going on in your life and what you want the planning community to know about. Mm. So I guess that's kind of yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a step from what I was just talking about. So I am um, I teach classes wherever I am locally, and I always get people questioning like, "Oh, can you do this online somehow?" Or um, so I've started teaching online and teaching some classes. I actually have a free class right now um, on Teachable. And then otherwise, I'm just doing my traveler's notebook thing. Um, I have a couple, I always try to come up with a couple new colors for different seasons. Mm -hmm. 
I have some that are going to be released pretty soon. And um, yeah, just doing the creative thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. It's been so much fun getting to talk to you and discuss this with you. And I definitely hope that you would be happy to come on in the future. Absolutely. Anytime. Great. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a great day and have a great day, everybody. Have a planned day. And I will talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, Emily from the Create U86 podcast here. I wanted to let you know about a brand new community that I've just created called the Create U86 podcast after chat, where we can talk all about any conversation that you wanted to have about the podcast. It's free on Apple and Android. It's called the Amino app, and you can also find it in my Instagram bio. There's a button, you answer a few questions, and you're in. It's safer than Facebook, more fun and engaging than Facebook. And I can't wait to continue the conversation. See you there. Thanks for joining me this week on the Create U86 podcast. If you want more content in between episodes, make sure to visit my blog at createu86.com, my Instagram at createu86, or my Create U86 YouTube channel for tons of videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love you to send me a shout out so we can discuss this topic further. I'd truly appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode. Have a planned day. Thank you.